Greetings, gamers. Welcome to episode 22 of 22. the Michigan GT Podcast. <laughs> so it's a special episode. We have a guest with us today. Yes, uh, a, re- a re- repeat guest. Yeah, actually, because we just did an interview with uh, Brian Novak, yeah. who's one of the TOs. That's right, last episode. But Brian, this... we hope you're feeling better today. I am feeling better. <laughs> Excellent. That's good. So much. That's good. I, I, yeah, I felt that. I felt we kind of got cheated last time. I, I felt really bad about oh, that. Oh, I'm sure you did. And it's like, okay. And like a couple days later, I got food poisoning, so oh, it was all good. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. So oh, you think it was like the start of it? It, it could have been, yeah. Oh, crazy. It was, uh, it was, it was a fun day. Hey, uh, hey, Jeff. But the, rec- the, the podcast part was fun. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, you yes. see that shirt? I do. Well, what's it say? It says Dead Zone the Podcast. Oh, hey, guess what? What's this that? is Rick. This is Brian. And we're on Dead Zone we're the Podcast with Jeff. Welcome to the Dead Zone Podcast. Dead Zone is the sci fi table top. It's like a double header. We are. We're gonna do a little little crossover. A little crossover. Here. Yeah, which should be a good I mean, time. I mean, it's also like an anniversary and a kickoff for the two of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we did an interview with you. Yes. For mm-hmm. the GT. Right. And a couple weeks later, me and you started talking. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah, that. and it was like, yeah, sure. And right. bam, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was thinking about that. I think it was almost exactly a year ago. I think it right, was, Right too. around. Because yeah. I mean, it was a... that July, August. Right, right. That we Yeah, because I think we got maybe four or five episodes in yeah. before the actual GT last yep. year. Yeah. And still trying to figure get our feet wet oh, and figure yeah. out what we were know, doing. We kind of still are, really, but... <laughs> I, Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, we are too, and we're at like two 30, years, 34 yeah. plus episodes two in ourselves. Is it two? It's three years. It's coming it? up on three. Oh, yeah. wow. I think I, it's... I've got the new song queued up. For, oh, okay. For, oh, okay. Right on. Music beats. Well, I think it's one of those things as a hobby podcaster, yeah. you know, you don't do the reps every day. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's hard to get, you know, super professional at this unless well, you're really yeah. going at it, but, you know. It's it's fun to keep it casual though. Oh, like and, and absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of times. There's a lot of times when you go to listen to podcasts, especially hobby wise, and it's like, come on, guys, I want a little excitement in right. what you're All doing. Right. And right. today's the latest announcement. Oh yeah, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's this new box. You get five guys in it, and it's thirty five fifty five. <laughs> That's overpriced, man. I know, right? No, it's not. Depending on which game you're right, playing, absolutely. <laughs> well, one of the awesome things. Uh, for this episode is that you're actually able to make it up so we can record live. Yeah. yeah and that's, as, that's we, as we all know, it's way better to have your guests live in, oh, yeah. in studio. Oh, yeah. So, and, you know, the, and I do got a compliment. The setup is very nice here. Oh, thank you very uh, much. You know, it, it's, it's so much better than ours. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a I've got a Yeti mic and everything yeah, like that. Well, the Yeti's a good mic. I looked yeah. at it when I was when I was looking up equipment to grab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and actually I had I, I had heard a couple of podcasts with people talking about starting podcasts. Yeah. You know, they're oh, like, okay. well, this is what we use for our thing. Sure. And mm-hmm. This is what so-and-so and so recommended to me. And, you know, <laughs> it's, while not the, the cheapest setup on earth, it's not overly expensive for yeah. what you're doing. And yeah. it's yep. kind of like a, a high-level hobbyist level, yep. if mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of where, like, we all started with games and miniatures. Mm-hmm. And all three of us progressed into 3D printing. Oh, which true. is the same kind of concept of going into doing a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, extending I, your hobby time. Right. You know, we're good at that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, why, why do one facet when you can do all? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. 
That's we what a little bit that is. We paint, <laughs> we paint, we print, we play, <laughs> we record, <laughs> we print some more. We never paint. Yeah. I'll speak for yourself, young lad. <laughs> well, it's funny he's talking about working on it. Talking about printing, like in yeah. particular. So, like my my printer had been giving me grief for the last couple of weeks where I'd been printing uh, some buildings and stuff and it would stop halfway. Oh, how like, annoying. Like it would, it would, you know, get clogged up and everything right. like that. Like what the hell? It was crazy. Cause he sent me the pictures and it's literally like at the exact same spot oh, really? every yeah. single yeah. time. Oh. It, and it was like half. Did you have a faulty, was it a faulty file? No, actually the file was fine. I, I finally broke down. I was like, okay, it's, I'm either level bad or whatever. Let me check my, my tube. Sure. And that there was a hole in the side of the tube in the hot end. Oh, really? That was that was messing with. So it was, I was under extruding uh-huh. in a lot of ways, and, and so it finally was, caught up to you at, a, at the same spot. Yeah, yeah. All and right. so I was like, okay, now I got that. It was printing just fine. Printing just fine. <laughs> so, Amazing. Oh, so that's cool. tip tip for people that are running into that problem: right. check check the tube. Yeah, that's but, pretty rare. I bet. Yeah. But yours is running. Yours is a direct drive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, ours is not. Neither of us have a direct <laughs> drive on our printers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. We have the Bowden tube and yeah, right. all that. And, you know, we, we paid a couple bucks for these. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, more features. I, yeah. I mean, they got to have a reason why you pay more, right? Sure. Yeah. True. Yeah, True. ours were pretty cheap. <laughs> well, <laughs> but they're they're good. Like, I, I mean, they're great printers, but they yeah. they were just under the 200. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. These, yeah. these were more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think 750-ish is what they cost. Un- unassembled. Unassembled, yeah. Gotcha. Right. And if you wanted it. If you wanted to, to get the big if you box pay a little bit more, yeah, I think a thousand is what they charge for it, yeah. fully assembled. Um, but but, I was you, like, but you print a lot of stuff. Well, we do, we do print yeah. a lot of stuff. And the other thing I was thinking is, since you know we're going to have to maintain them, mm. what better way to learn the ins and outs of the printer than by actually having to assemble it? Assemble it, yeah, right, right. You know, and their instructions were really, really good. That's good. And I had zero problems with yeah. any of the three that I put together. There you go. So, very nice. Now am I in that? Big mama that they got coming out. <laughs> that thing is huge. It's huge. It's very huge, but I, I'm i very interested. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm almost kind of thinking unload one of these and put that money towards, towards the new one. Yeah, towards the new yeah. one. Yeah, because that would cut down your time on a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, time and pieces, right? Yeah. You know, and just having, you know, single pieces instead of multiple pieces. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I don't know. It. A lot of times, I am very restricted by the, that print bed size. Size of the yeah. bed plate, yeah. You know, and if you extend that by, it's basically twice as big. That, yeah. That print, the wow. print plate's much bigger on that and taller, you know, yeah. substantially taller as well. And so that extra size would allow us to print some slightly, because I like to print big pieces, yeah, you yeah. know, but I end up having to obviously print multiple pieces because that's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if I can get a hold of a big one, that'd be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this isn't the printer segment. This is no, the intro segment. <laughs> see, see, I, I get thrown into the mix, and we're I, just going wherever. Uh, well, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of what happens with it's us. It's all good. So what are we going to talk about tonight, guys? Well, I mean, with the three of us, I thought a great idea would be talking about, well, the GT. Absolutely. And other conventions. The Michigan and, GT? Yeah. That you hear about on the Michigan GT podcast? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe some of our favorite moments of conventions in general. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've been going to conventions a lot longer than Brian and I. I have. Yeah. <laughs> shockingly long, actually. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I've been going for a while. 
so it's that it's that opportunity to talk about the the differences from the experiences you've had in the past mm-hmm. in us as pretty much new bloods. Right on. I mean, so this last one was my third Adepticon. Okay. Your second? Or did you go to that first I, one? I went to the first one, but I wasn't a Pathfinder. You wanted, yeah, you weren't I, a I was, I was yeah. co- going as a player yeah. who also helped out that with I stuff. That I hooked <laughs> into doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I don't even know when I started going to that. I, <laughs> I want to say 07 was my first. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, that's what I want to say. And I've missed a couple in, sure. b- in between. I haven't made it to every single one, but sure. the majority. Yeah. You know, close to... All. I mean, yeah. what, what is that? 14 of them? 12? 12, yep. probably with the two misses from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've probably been to eight or nine of the 12. That's not bad. No. <laughs> no, not bad at all. But you've also been to other conventions. I have. Yep. And Brian's <laughs> been to other conventions. Not yes. necessarily just hobby conventions mm-hmm. in the miniature world. Because um, there's some of the anime conventions. And yeah, stuff. Oh, like sure. It, it's all uh, around, around that 2007 time I was going to anime conventions oh, cool. and stuff in, in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. And everything. So yeah, so I figured we'd talk a little bit about that. Beautiful. And then yeah. we have an interview later today, correct? Yes, we do. We're going to be joined. <laughs> it's verified this week. It is verified. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Ian from Golden Rhino is going to be joining us. Right on. Which we happen to. We can talk a little bit about that. That we went to his store. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, we were last just there week. last week. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, obviously, some hobby time. Yep. And we'll probably talk a little news. Yep, sounds good. Awesome. Definitely some news. All right, we'll sit back, relax, and we'll be right back after we pay some bills. (laughs) Hey there, I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. This is Blaine. You are listening to Dead Zone, the podcast. And we're back. Keep listening it's time for, for more excellent material. And today we're going to be talking about going to the GT and other conventions. Yeah, the, conventions. Yeah. the whole concept of it. Absolutely. Yeah, because, well, I mean, for us, it was Mantic 100%. Yeah. It started playing. I got into the Dead Zone, and Brian was at my first demo mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for uh, Dead Zone. And Pat bugged me about going to the Adepticon, and I'm like, "Hey, Brian, you should go to the Adepticon." <laughs> the and we took time. <laughs> we took what 16 players between Dead Zone and Kings of War that first year. Something like that. Yeah, That's impressive. Yeah. 16 yeah. people who had never been to Adepticon. Uh, no, so there was probably about been, 11 people that hadn't been to. Oh, had not been. No, yeah. That's still yeah. pretty good out yeah. of 16. And and I want to say. You know, was it like five were dead zone players and then and, and with some dreadball Dread, there dread was ball, a number of kings then, of war players yeah. that were going sure so which is manic's biggest game at adepticon yeah. right yeah. Yes. and that would just make sense yeah um but yeah that was it was kind of a trip like for me it was my first actual convention Period. Of, of period. Of any so kind of convention. never gone to any other nerd convention at all. Never done one of these small local ones. I started with Adepticon. Good choice. Um, I mean, and as I far was, as like miniature wargaming, you don't get I, better than that. Yeah. Like I was completely awestruck the entire time I was there. And we're like, let's go down and look at the minis that are available. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Brian, what was your first nerd convention that you ever attended? So my first nerd convention would have been... Uh, one called No Brand Con in uh, up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And it was an anime convention that I actually went to with an anime club that I was 
resident oh, of at the cool. time. <laughs> Were you like in high school at the time, or this was college? College, okay. Um, and uh, and so there was a couple. There it was over a dozen of us that all went from the anime club uh, up to this uh, event, and and it was it was a really fun time. You know, we were all cosplaying and stuff. Oh, cool! I think I was Tristan from Yu Gi Oh because <laughs> Yu Gi Oh abridged was like popular all right at the time i'm sure it still is because it's a fun show but uh but yeah so my voice gives me super strength <laughs> was like really <laughs> my shtick back then um but yeah so that was that was kind of my first one and that was i think oh seven oh eight maybe okay yeah so, a minute ago a minute ago and then like i've been doing a, a lot of the anime uh convention scene in in the wisconsin area while i was going to college sure uh, daishokan was another really popular one i had a lot of friends that founded that one mm-hmm. um and and it grew out of the place where my uh, college was and um and then from there uh but adepticon was my first miniature like gaming based one. i kind of yeah. fell out of doing some conventions apart from just kind of going to see those friends again sure uh so a, a gaming uh, events was was definitely a, a, a fun change of pace. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very different to have like an yeah. activity to do. Exactly. Right? You're not just bumping from, you know, going speaker to panels. Speaker, yeah, panels, yeah. yeah. It's like, stuff. oh, I'm going to go there's, see this voice actor. There's only gonna... so many panels and shopping that, that you can do. Yeah, right? yeah. And, you know, the fact that at Adepticon, you know, or even Gen Con for that matter, you know, you're going to an event and actually have things to do for hours at a time. Yeah. At the yeah. event. It, it definitely is a different experience. And it, and it also, like, one thing I, I think is kind of fun and, and unique about gaming conventions is it does help with that, that socializing aspect. So, so Absolutely. like, a lot of the anime conventions I go to, it would just be to kind of go hang out with my core group, and I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't really you wouldn't go and branch go. out. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily go out and meet new people. Right, and that's the awesome thing about playing a game is yeah. right. You get you matched, gotta, more you than likely you're matching up with a stranger, <laughs> yeah. a complete stranger that you've never met before. And, more than likely, and and I, as I've I think I've repeated on this podcast uh, a couple of times, like I found out that I lived down the street from yeah. uh, one of my opponents playing Kings of Art at, yeah. GT, at yeah. the Michigan GT. How, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes, and have you guys played a game since? Oh, we have. Yeah, great. We've played a number of times. Oh, very yes. cool. So you, you actually made a friend. Yes. Yeah, I, I think we made a pretty good friend oh, yeah. down there. That's cool. Rick's a little jealous, probably. I am because he's gotten quite the scene down there, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I haven't been able to get out to Evo like I used to. Right. Um. So I mean, Lansing, we still have a good core group of Dead Zone players, mm-hmm. um, but not as active as Brian over here. Uh, <laughs> well. So my first nerd I, con I, was, I went yeah, to. Yeah. So so Jeff, well, tell I, us about your first I just went up and hit a grand slam my first time at the bat. See, <laughs> I was living in San Diego at the time. Oh, and oh. I went to San Diego Comic Con. Was oh, my, my first right. nerd convention. Right there you go. I uh, went in '97. That was my oh. first one, which is far from their first one, but right. uh, and it was actually the uh, 20th anniversary of Star Wars. Oh, fine. yep. And. Uh, the original Star Wars A New Hope was previewed. They did like a, a, not of the full thing, but like a trailer preview. Yeah. At okay. the 1977 San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, so that's it was the 20th anniversary and it was also the same year that they were doing the remastered version yes. remastered, where they yep. added the extra animation. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Lucas wanted to do something special for the San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So he actually released about a five-minute clip of never-before-seen footage of the original movie. 
Oh, wow. Really? Stuff that had been put on the cutting room floor. They didn't make the whole oh, cut. Sweet. Gotcha. It was really cool. That is pretty special. Yeah, so got to see some some scenes that you know didn't make the final cut, but yeah. added a little bit to the story. And it would have been <laughs> would have been neat to have it in there. Like like the start of the movie was completely different. Okay. Yep. You know, where, you know, in the beginning of Star Wars, mm. you know, you start with, you know, Vader and taking over Leia's ship and the yeah. whole battle there. Mm. Well, in the piece that we saw, it actually starts with Luke on Tatooine seeing a space battle overhead. Uh, you, you know, he can see the space yep. battle happening, you know, above him, and then it goes up into, gotcha. into that scene up there. Which is just kind of cool. This is a little, yeah. little yeah. tiny difference, yeah, yeah, yeah. but sure. neat to be one of the few people who've actually seen it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my first one. And then I had a long dry spell after that. <laughs> uh, I had done a, a couple of the Games Workshop GTs. Yeah. Between that and my first Adepticon, which I, you can't really call those conventions because they're not. Yeah. It's but just... they are a large organized play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a couple of those, and then, and I think it was 07, I went to my first Adepticon, which was fairly early in the Adepticon timeline. Yeah. I think they started in like maybe 04, 05. Nice. So it was you know fairly early, and I had, um, what attracted us to go to the event was they do their 40K team tournament. Mm. That's like their <laughs> flagship event, yeah. which now they have like 500 teams that play in that. <laughs> which is ridiculous. That's a lot of teams. It's insane. <laughs> But it's really fun to go see. Right. And one of my good friends had just uh, earlier in that year, he had uh, relocated to St. Louis. Okay. Because his wife had transferred down there. And so we wanted to hang out with him. So he said, okay, I'll meet you guys at Adepticon. And so, you know, we met there, which is kind of in between. And, uh, yeah, we were able to get together and play. And then we actually won, uh, what did we win? Best Best Generals? Oh, wow. oh in, nice. in, in our first year there, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we walked first away, time, with, walked away with the prize, which was pretty cool. Nice, yeah. And then I uh, had such a good time that year that you know, kind of have made it, you know, a fairly consistent habit. And, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, I think I've been to nine, something like that. Yep. Yeah, missed a couple here and there, but I'm I'm pretty regular for the most part. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the other conventions that we've been to and whatnot. Right, I've been to. Motor City Comic Con a couple times, sure, you know. Sure. I went to Lansing Comic Con a couple yep. weeks ago. That was kind of fun, um, you know. But I'm not a huge comic, uh, yeah, dude. Not at yeah. all. In fact, I <laughs> I have not read many comics ever in my life. But yeah. I, I am attracted to the pop the pop culture the pop aspect culture, yeah. of it, right? Um, I do. While I don't read comic books and collect comic books, I can't appreciate the art behind it. Right, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy walking around and seeing Artist Alley, that kind yeah. of thing. And seeing, oh yeah, you know, Artist Alley Artist is crazy. Alley's oh, it's super so cool. Amazing. And you know, my wife and I, it's not uncommon for us to walk out of you know a convention like that with a couple of prints that you know mm-hmm. we thought was were cool or yep. you know put yeah. up around the house somewhere or whatever. And uh, yeah, I like going to pop culture type things. Mm-hmm. It's fun, <laughs> and it's fun to su- support those kind of artists too. Absolutely, like, right. That's, well, that's a big know, draw for me, right? And like I was at work uh, last week after the Lansing Comic Con, mm-hmm. you know, and my coworker was there, and he's talking about one of his sons. Well, my son was interested, but he just didn't go, you know. And his son's into comic books and gotcha. stuff. And I'm like, well, why didn't you encourage him to go? He goes, go. well, you know. And I'm like, well, if you want stuff like that mm-hmm. around here, that's you, you, you go. gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Because if people don't go, it's not coming back. 
you yeah. know, and that's the same thing with just like the Michigan GT, right? You know, you want yeah. events, you want a place to gather to meet new people, mm-hmm. you know, try new things, try different games out or whatever. You got to support those events and, and go out and show it, up. And If you're not building the field of dreams, you have to be the people that show up. That's to right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You got to at least help mow the corn down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So... The GT. Mm-hmm. I obviously you've been a part of the GT from the beginning. Yep, for nine years now, <laughs> nine events, ten years, nine events. What a, what's been your favorite part about being a part of the GT? So my favorite part of being, about being a part of this is to see that large gathering of people who will share an interest, having a good time. Mm. That's that's what I enjoy. I, I enjoy yeah. I enjoy being that key part of the community that brings the community together. Yeah. Right. That that's why we do this. You know, we don't God, we don't do it for the money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. It's a huge check. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. A lot of of zeros on that check. (laughs) (laughs) Or really one big one. Yeah. Yeah. Around, around the front of the, yeah. Yeah, It's kind of the whole zero divided by zero is still zero. (laughs) Zero. No, we don't, we don't profit from this event at all. Yep. Uh, anything that we do, you know, clear above our cost goes right back, goes right back into it for the next year. That's why if you've come year after year, you've seen, improvements in the event like you know all the neoprene mats yeah. uh the 3d printed terrain you know all of it's painted you know yep. and, and that kind of thing and uh the banners hanging on the walls you know all that you know so anything that we bring in goes right back into the event and we also take a lot of pride into uh putting a lot of that money back in as prize support mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and, and we really try to have a, a high percentage of the total take given back to the players in the form of, of prize support yeah. because we want to encourage we want to encourage people to come and show good sportsmanship you know show good artsmanship and in, mm-hmm. in their you know painting and that kind of thing and you know and as well as good generalship you know so yeah. we, we really want to to reward all aspects of the hobby and you know we just feel a great way to do that is by you know giving back to those yeah. players who put the effort in and having them walk away with something fun. Re- reward the behavior you right. want to see that's right in that community yeah and then for Brian and I, it's both of us. This coming one is our third, yeah, GT. Um, yep. Which is which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because like like my favorite part about the GT was that first year with you, mm-hmm. Jeff, mm-hmm. because you checked in. Hey, how? What do you think of the, the GT? <laughs> what okay. do you think about is the room that you guys have for Kings of War? Was that good? In those little pieces, like made me feel like I was part of the community, mm-hmm. which is huge. Well, you are part of the community, you know. Yeah, because. You know, like I said, we don't make any money, and neither does anybody yep. who's volunteering their time. Yeah, They're, we're all volunteer, mm-hmm. so it's it's really important that the volunteers that we have volunteering yep. feel valued and want to continue to volunteer to help oh, build yeah. the community. It's just really important, and that's why, like for myself, without a question, there was no question to. Are you going next year? Yes. <laughs> and now I'm doing a podcast with right. you about it. And, and you're doing much more than that even now, right? You yeah. Know, you've, you've come on board. Drive. You're definitely a, a team member of the yeah. GT now. So you've you've elevated your game from you know yeah. volunteer event runner to now you have a much more integral role. Yes. It's, in, it's in what event. he does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Rick, a hand- Rick doesn't do anything like small. It's like- no, but but Brian, there's a handful of people that do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, and it's um, it's very much and appreciated. This is, that is 
true in life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have the doers and you're going to have the the people who sh- just show up. Yeah. Yep. Right? I mean, and yeah. there's a distinct difference and there's nothing yep. wrong with both. No. Sure. But you got to find the doers. You got the doer has to be there. <laughs> right. You got to yeah. find the doers. And that makes it happen. And, yeah. and that's why things are successful, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you have people who can take initiative yeah. And and want to build and want to be more than just an attendee. You know, they yeah. they want to build something for people to attend. Yep. Yes. Um. Yeah. You know, one hundred percent. You know, I don't I don't think I'm a very egotistical person, uh, but there is a little bit of ego involved in creating an event that people want to come to and participate in. And um, I don't know, but maybe not ego, but there's a lot of pride. Yeah, a lot yeah. of pride. Well, and in there that. should be. I mean, yes. we had what probably a thousand people walk through that door last year. Ish, probably a little lighter give or than take, that, but give or take, give or take, yeah, somewhere in ballpark. that ballpark, thousand people, right, came to your event. Well, our, but yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, sure. there's that pride piece. Yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. I was a part of this. I built this with so and so and so and so, and we did this, and we had a thousand people show up, right, in this brand new venue for us. Um, and here we go getting ready to do it again in two months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is time flies. nuts. Yeah, time flies. Right. Um, yeah. What about you, Brian? What was your, been your favorite part of the GT? Uh, like I said, uh, just that that mingling and that kind of that local uh, gaming mm-hmm. uh, feel to it. Because sometimes, like, you go to Adepticon and it's a little overwhelming. It's a little overwhelming. <laughs> you got you got yeah. people from from very right. large, different walks of life. Um, with that being a very practically international event. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, One of the people that we meet all the time at Adepticon is Volker is from Germany. Yeah, Volker's <laughs> from Germany. Great guy. Um, and, but there, there's that, there's that bit of appeal for me when I know that it's like, there's a, there's a very strong local, uh, community that is coming to this event to support it and to find those other players. It's kind of that grassroots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's always kind of appealed to me of, of that, that kind of that local, but, but smaller event that's kind of manageable. Right. It's not just, you know, not everybody's just this face. That you, you you look past and you don't <laughs> you don't ever recognize them ever again. Yeah, right. yeah, uh, sure. It's it's you have that moment, that opportunity to really like connect with people. Oh yeah. Um, in a in a really neat way. So yeah, I've I've loved that and the and the growth that we've seen through through the events. Um, I think has been really really amazing and special. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, we're thrilled with you know how much we're, we grow year over year too. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully that continues this year. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> a, little a little rough little, on a couple games. A little competition this year I mean, that we weren't just expecting. Slightly, if you yeah. haven't signed up yet, now is the perfect time <laughs> to <laughs> absolutely yes. now is the perfect time. the Michigan time. GT and sign up for events. Please do. Yeah. So speaking of that, so we're two months out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an idea, but what's Jeff? What are you looking forward to the most this year? So I'm looking forward. I always look forward to my I, the events that I'm running, right? yep. you know, because again, fair. you know, you're talking yeah, about yeah. you know meeting people and stuff like that. I have met so many players yeah. as, as the TO, right? <laughs> yeah. Way yeah. more as a TO than I've ever met as a player, which oh, yeah, is very sure. interesting, really. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I I've I've really started to make some really good friends in some of the. The communities that aren't so easy to get to, mm-hmm. you know, like South Bend, there's a, a core of people that come up from South Bend every year. Yeah. It's always fun to see them because that's about the only time that maybe one other time out of the year I get to see them, which is great, right. like Adepticon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that works. Right. You know, and so, yeah, there's these little pockets of players from all over the place. And it's just, it's very cool to see them come. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, because 
I always try to put out some new tables every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So it's always fun to see the look on people's face as they, you know, see what's been thrown out for this year and, you know, what are the changes from last year, you know, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. And it's, it's always neat to, to see people's reaction. You know, like yeah. last year I built that ginormous pyramid. Oh, that pyramid was so cool. <laughs> right. And yeah, and you just to see people's jaw drop when they see that. And, you know, half of it was like, oh, that's so awesome. And how am I going to play on that? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's just fun. Yeah. You yeah, know, I that, can't wait to that's see what people I enjoy playing on this year's table. Yeah, me too. The the Norse table yeah, the, just looks badass. It looks great. Yep, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it came out nice. I'm happy with it. Oh yeah. Which is that, is if that you what follow, I'm at? well, if you follow our TikTok, you would have seen a video of it when I dropped yep. last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the buildings right there, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. I think I see some more. Over oh there. yeah, yeah. Yep. We got a bunch. Yep, absolutely. That, that's looking pretty sharp. So Rick, what, what about lucky. you? So actually, I'm actually looking forward to playing. Um, I made the decision. I'm actually going to play in the firefight event. Um, So I dead zone firefighter, kind of like my go-to games, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mantic sci-fi all the way. I've never played in either of those games at a convention or at a local tournament. It's kind of weird, but okay. Um, Got him to play Dreadball, though. Yeah, <laughs> I always end up playing Dreadball. Because usually what? I'm running that <laughs> event, and so he'll be running the Dead Zone, and I'll be playing usually. All right. Yeah, so I've always ran the events. So sure. I, I've never had that opportunity to actually play. Well, Brian is running the events this year, and yeah. I'm going to actually play in Firefight. Free yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm actually kind of excited to actually go through that whole, the whole motion of building my list and painting that army and getting that set and actually going to the event specifically to play mm-hmm. that army. Mm-hmm. Um, as it's a first time, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I just and, gotta, and firefight is so much fun. I have a blast with that game. Yeah. Um, there's something about that alternating activation. Uh, yeah. Cause that's a big draw for firefight is right. it's still, so it's not quite as big as 40 K when it comes to uh, the model count on the table. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. nowhere near the size of 40K. It's got a little ways to go, right? <laughs> just a little. It's got a billion players. <laughs> just in, in Ronnie's a... wildest dreams. <laughs> yeah. Will it catch up to 40K? Well, yeah. Um, He'd be a rich man at that point. Uh, yeah. But, like, the model's on the table. Like, it's a little bit smaller. It, it's right. like it's like playing a 1,500-point game of 40K okay. is Smallish your max 40K size games. of Firefight. Um, but the big draw for me is that alternating activation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not stuck with just sitting there while your opponent wipes you out. Right. Which, yeah, that's a, that's a big problem with some games right now. With some games, yeah, yeah sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the real big part that I'm looking forward to. And then, of course, meeting new people and going out and seeing the other games and talking to players and finding out what they want for the next year mm-hmm. and getting more involved, even more so, with the TOs that are there this year to already start that conversation about the next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Always working towards yeah. next yep. year, right? Yeah. It's kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Rick's a doer. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? Um, so I'll be running a lot of events. <laughs> um, so I won't, won't have a chance to play, but that I'm cool with that. Uh, I think facilitating the, the events themselves are, are their own reward. Oh, I have so without much Without a doubt. Yeah. It's a oh, reward, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so we got, you know, Firefight, uh, Dead Zone, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of Kings of War events. Armada yep. is going to be there, the big Mantic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably throughout that weekend, I'm also probably looking at, in between in between those games, uh, probably doing, doing some, some demos, demos of 
of some of the other games oh, that Mantic wow. has. You're going to be loaded up. Yep. I'll be, oh, I'll yeah. be a little busy, but uh, it'll be a really fun time. I like doing the demos for, for these games. Right. And, uh, and Mantic's going to have a booth at the yep. event. Yep. And uh, so with a booth often comes running demo games, right? Yeah. Is that where you're going to run them at the booth? or Probably. I Pat think a lot of them planning will be to bring. Pat is planning to bring the demo tables. Oh, good. Because <laughs> Mantic has a double booth. Yeah. Yeah, you, right. you guys should bring it. I mean, yeah, he's so. planning to bring that. So right. chances are you won't have to be finding a spot to right. run a demo because gotcha. you'll have the full thing right in you front know, of Mantic's booth. Yeah. And one of my long term goals, and probably got to figure out a good strategy as a way to make this happen, but I would really like to see the GT grow into something that has things for people who are interested in competing. Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it's to come in and demo a bunch of games at the booths or do a paint and take or maybe take painting yeah. classes yeah, yeah. or something like that. That'd be great. I would really like to see the event evolve into that. Um, might be easier said than done. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, just as as a matter of fact of you know, getting the word out there that, you know, th- this is more than... Than, it's more than, than just, just 40K right. and Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Right. So a little bit of a, a, a transition uh, that you got to yes. make sure people yeah. are... are on, you know, interested in and then right. connected to and, and, you know, and, yeah, and how do we how do we do that most effectively? Because mm. uh, there's not really an easy advertising channel for this type of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. Right? <laughs> it's not like you can put an ad out in the newspaper and it's going to get to all the people you want it to get to. It's just not how this type of of event yeah. works. What about some kind of thing at the event? Oh, we'll definitely have something at the event, but I would like to be able to get a hold of people before the event so sure. they'll actually show up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was well, like to gauge interest yeah, for, for future it'll, events. It's like, you know, what we'll would you start like to see? It, we'll, we'll, we'll start it this year. Sure. Right. Yep. And have a lot of these things. And it'll probably be a lukewarm, sure. you know, reception T- to testing it. Testing the waters. And, right. Well, yeah. and not even that, but like lukewarm participation, oh, yeah, right? Because yeah. there's just. But then hopefully, as. You know, people go home and talk to their gaming groups and say, hey, you know, you know, even if you don't want to play, maybe next year you should come and check it out. They had all these demo tables and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you can do this and that and the other, you know, and that kind of thing. And Well, I think I, actually I think a good start is actually something that we did started last week when we made our trip down to yeah. Detroit Market mm-hmm. and hit those five stores. I right. think even yeah. though like we know Ian, mm-hmm. there's still that when you go into a store and you're representing the Michigan GT and you're giving them flyers. I, it puts that face to it, right? And it even the players that are in those stores, like Ian had a ton of players in his store when we were down there. Um, but seeing the back, the fact that we were both wearing our GT shirts, mm-hmm. uh, that helps branding. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me, for sure it helps. Yeah, and um, I, it's something going forward, right? That I think, and in, in hindsight, I also had the feeling that you know we probably should have done that. Six weeks ago. Oh, probably. <laughs> right. You know, but I mean. And let me know because I'll tag along because I'm literally, like you passed right within a mi- you know, 30 seconds of uh, my house. <laughs> fair enough. We'll, we'll shoot you a message next time, you know. But yeah, so I thought that went really well. I did too. And it's definitely something uh, worth repeating. Oh, yeah. And um, continuously repeating. You know, yeah, going I think, I think that helped. Other directions help as well. Too. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of the same for games in general, right? Like going, yep. showing up at at the you know friendly local game store is how you get players to to come play your games. That's true. Try it out. I guess. Well, and that's could like translate pretty well to an event. Like as of this recording, this weekend, um, AFK has some tournaments going on. Mm-hmm. 
um, after work, I'm planning on going in my GT shirt to talk to the players and see how the things are going there and cool. remind them of the GT. Uh, because it, those little things, like when we're doing demos at a store, as we're traveling around to these stores, is it, it helps promote, even in the back of their mind, going, oh, yeah, I should probably check that out. Right. And yeah. I also think it helps having someone there to explain what the event is about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than just see a sign on the wall. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Just because, I mean, I know for a fact, I've talked a bunch mm-hmm. of people over the years into coming to the event. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, hey, why don't you come out to this big tournament that we run? And they say, oh, I'm, you know, that not really a competitive player. Yeah. You know, that's the typical response that you'll often <laughs> get. Yeah. And my then my response to that is always, well, so? I'm you know, not. <laughs> no, you know, you, only one person's going to win. Yeah. You know, and you shouldn't be going to an event like this with the idea of I need to go to win the event or or why bother going. Live to win. Right. <laughs> the reason to go to an event like any GT, any multi-day yeah. event, the reason to go is that you're going to go, you're going to meet new people in a new new environment. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna play a bunch of games over a couple of days that you usually don't get the opportunity to do. Yeah, and those are the reasons to go. Oh yeah, and not only that, but nine times out of ten, if anyone's like I am, it gives you a reason to finish some projects that that you know have it's been very motivating. Have done. <laughs> it on, is right? motivating. <laughs> There's nothing like a deadline, you know, to get things done. Yeah, two months. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and those are the reasons to go to these events. Mm-hmm. You know, going to win, winning is nice. Yeah. You know, no doubt about it. But only a handful of people are going to win. Yeah. Um, so but you also have the chance to play people that are, aren't part of your local club. Absolutely. Because that's what it is. I mean, new people in a new environment. Yep. You're playing four or five people all the time. Right. Which is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But then you come to one of these events and. You gotta mix it up. You mix it up, and you're like, "Oh, hey, you're my neighbor." <laughs> yeah, for you, yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. You, you do run into situations like that. Yeah, absolutely. Which spurs on another group of players, right. and, and yeah. And if you're going to an event with the mentality of "if I don't win, it's a failure," <laughs> you're just yeah. not going to have a good time anyway. You're kind of, like that. That personality too. Like I, I just feel like. They're they're already going anyway, kind of thing, right? Like like the the people yeah. that are really kind of the diehard. So like you're saying, it's it's perfectly fine if you if you kind of go with that expectation. I'm going to go to have fun. Not only is it perfectly fine, but that's how be. people Encouraged. should go, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and you know, people. I say, well, what if I you know go up against that that guy? That guy, right? Because you know that guy is out there. And cool. Like, have well, fun. Even they, if you even if. Lurking. You get to this against the super competitive guy, which they're out there. Oh yeah, it's going to be once, and then you're going to lose, which is fine because mm-hmm. you expect to lose against that guy, right? Because yeah. you're not super competitive, and and he is. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get knocked down, and you're going to be playing a bunch of games with people just like you. Yeah, and yeah, a hundred percent. Right, it's a great way to do it. And too. then you're gonna, right, you know, you take your your one lump. Yep. And then you go and just have a blast, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the time. And and even while taking your lump, you can still have a good time oh, in, yeah. in the game. You, know, you don't have I have not uh, won a, a couple, single Kings of War game. There's a couple <laughs> of people out there that make having a good time very difficult. <laughs> yeah. There's a handful. Yeah. yeah. But how often do you run across them? You know, in the not very in the hundreds often. upon hundreds of games I've played at large events, I've had that game four or five times. 
You know, unless maybe right. I'm at game for other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I've actually played you, I could see that. Because you're kind of intimidating. Oh, well, that's well your not problem. for me. But. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <your problem. laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're it's the just... one that's intimidated right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm totally intimidated. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just got to go with, like I said, with the yeah. mentality. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then it's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Oh, yeah. um, Every time. Yeah. I think that's about it for dissecting the GT. I think that covers that segment pretty well. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to kick on the AC for a few minutes. <laughs> cool down. That's the bill you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so take a second and hear a word from our sponsors. What's up, everyone? I'm Andrew. And I'm Coach. From Family Gamers 777 on YouTube. And you are listening to Dead Zone the Podcast with Rick and Brian. Do you think they'll be upset that our audio is better than theirs? Nah. Rick will probably just laugh it off. <laughs> Told you. This just in. <laughs> Ricky News coming in from Mantic HQ. It's time for the news, see? It's, it's time for the news. Here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Rick. <laughs> Let's hear your news voice. My news? Uh, no. <laughs> you gotta have a news voice. No, you got a very really. Ron Burgundy to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a news No voice. news this week? Oh, no, uh, news no voice. I, I have, have news. news voice. We actually have some really exciting stuff from oh. the Mantic side of things. I'd love to hear yeah. it. Um, so, actually, one of the big ones that just dropped yesterday. Yeah. Um, there's a new FAQ out for Dead Zone, yep. which is which has added some definite clarity for some players. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, it's it is predominantly uh, this time more of a on the, the qu- frequently asked questions yeah. side of things as opposed to like yeah, a lot of rules. Uh, like, okay. yeah, there there was a handful of of things that had kind of slipped through the cracks. I think on uh, editing, yeah, on the editing uh, that that have now been corrected. But there's Great. the new Marauder. Uh, yeah. Staff blocks got added into the the list now. Uh, a couple for... new models for the Marauder faction. Um, yeah. They so one of the new models is actually the skyscraper, which is kind of a flying Marauder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marauders with jetpacks that like they've had them before. They were part of the Marauders before, uh, but with Firefight, they've re released them with new models and a bigger size base. Nice oh, big exciting. plastic too, instead of metal yes. on a twenty five oh. millimeter. Yeah, twenty five mm metal, and it's like that tall and it's super skinny. <laughs> a little top they, heavy. Yeah. yeah, but the new ones are plastic and bigger base. Mm. Um, so they they look the cool. rules committee updated their rules. Uh, I can't wait to get mine on the table. They have they have a lot of new weapon options as a, as yes. a big component. Oh, right so like with the plastic, they they just came with yeah, more, you can do more right options. Kind of yep. stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, so those stats are really fun. Uh, the the goblin weapons teams. Yep. Are in there? It turns out they're bikes. Uh, are they? Yeah, they're bikes. Oh, see, I haven't actually <laughs> looked at them. Mine mine should be here on Monday, uh, <laughs> so I haven't actually looked at them yet. And then uh, they got, they have a new leader unit as well. Yes, uh, the the um, uh, Ripper, Ripper suit, suit. Uh, captain, I think. Um, Warlord. Sergeant Warlord. Yeah. That's right. So the Ripper suits would be uh, equivalent to uh, Terminators for forty k. Right on. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, very heavy infantry. Yes. With with a lot of guns strapped on. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, well, the Ripper suits are either uh, super heavy range, 
or super heavy melee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty t- typical of a Terminator. Same yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. Okay. Yeah. But um. But yeah, and then and then it really was just like a lot of little clarifications on like oh you know if if both the units are are pinned in a cube like this is the order of <laughs> operations. No fight happens. No fight <laughs> happens. Uh, you know this is this is how. I think knockback works. This is how, yep. you know, if there's two halves of a cube, you can't move across. Just a lot of little minutia I sure. think that's come up, especially with third edition being uh, a really kind of, have a lot of fresh new players. Oh, yeah. Kind of learning the rules and, and how to interpret them and right. everything. Uh, there's another clarification on just like movement in general because, you know, some people come from D&D where diagonals are like an extra yep. step uh, along the path. And so like, nope, it's, this is the range. There's some diagrams in there. Yep. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a really nice FAQ. It, it took a while for it to, to come out ultimately. And I think that's kind of a testament to how well things are going. Yeah. Is that they've they've been able to really kind of take the time and, and intake this feedback. Nice and, and thorough, huh? Yeah, All yeah. Right. To make it a nice, solid one. It's so. always nice when you have a thorough FAQ to reference. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure mm-hmm. enough. And then, like I said, nothing, you know, crazy. All oh, this, this is, <laughs> you know, suddenly you now have to play underwater. Or, you know, right, <laughs> some, right. some big change. Um, that, that Do they adjust points on a regular basis? Uh, not a terribly regular basis. Maybe once every two years, if, yeah, if there's if any that, rebalancing. Um, um, really, and, like, their rebalancing is more like, like shields. Mm-hmm. Like, if a unit has a shield five... A rebound, so they're going to drop it one. Um, generally, they don't change the point cost of units or models very often at all. Uh, usually, it's when a new book comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay, they'll they'll, new... they'll address it with a release. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, unless there's like a, a factual error in, in the yeah. omission or something like that. Like the uh, I know one of the Forge Father leaders was missing his uh, tactician. Tac- was it a tactician or a recon? Wasn't in. Uh, it was his recon. His yeah. recon wasn't listed. And, it, and it's like, oh, you, you kind of need that to <laughs> right. start the game. Yeah, it's uh, pretty so, obvious something was missing. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Which, which was too bad that 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 missed uh, the mark. But but now it's it's in there. And they were upfront about that one, like yep. right from the get go. Yeah, like, we missed it. Don't worry, it'll be in the FAQ. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so that was that was a really uh, nice solid update uh, yep. for for the community. And uh, and then kind of coupled with that a little bit earlier is that they have started packaging uh, the Maison Lab faction uh, into <laughs> Dead Zone um, boxes, oh, basically nice. like starter yeah. packs and booster packs. And uh, and so uh, with that, like Maison Labs had been something that you could really only get its core units from uh, Star the, Saga the Star board Saga game. board game. Okay, so now you can buy it on its own, yeah, rather yep. than having yep. to buy the whole game. Yeah, yep. right. It's exactly. always nice when they do that. Oh yeah, yeah, and then you can also complement it with if you have plague, uh, you can still have the the plague units in there, like the aberration. I don't think is getting a Maison box for itself. No, it's not because you, you can could... get it as plague. Yeah, um, and and the same thing with like the Strider. Like there's models uh, with Maison Labs. You're kind of a, a amalgamation mm-hmm. of of a couple different factions, but they do have a core set of unique units. Yep. and I actually played them at the little Dead Zone tournament that I played. With as a ringer, uh, force, but I had a lot of fun with it. Like it was one that a lot of people hadn't played against. Yep. Uh, so it kind of had some fun curveballs to throw. At That's people. always cool when you, yeah you kind of playing that you know you're a little sliding in under the radar a little yeah, bit because yeah. you're playing something uncommon. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's, always, that's always entertaining. <laughs> that seems that actually from a dead zone standpoint with third edition that seems to be that Maison Labs and Nameless are kind of the 
two factions that not a lot of people are playing. Mm-hmm. But they're starting to pop up here and there in those random spots. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I, that I faction does that. Historically found that there's some events where if you can put together a strong build for a, a rare army, you can do really well. Yeah. Just because people don't have a strategy for you. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's a thing. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. It is. And then, uh, and I think the other kind of big piece of news is that the the uh, Mantic uh, fan, you know, fan fiction competition yes. uh, for the quarter has wrapped up. Oh, cool. Um, and tell us about that one, Brian. Yeah, so so there were three entries this time, which kind of matches the same time last year. Yep. Uh, is that there's usually a, a drop-off in, in the second quarter okay. um, of, of entries. But we still had some really solid, uh, solid ones there. We had Back in the Field by Martin Blake. Uh, which, you know, for the, the quick synopsis, I'm not going to spoil uh, all the <laughs> events of these things, uh, but it was a really fun read. It's basically an old lieutenant uh, in the GCPS is sent to uh, investigate a secret installation that, that should have been shut down years ago. And so he's been sent to go uh, investigate it since he has some familiarity with it. Uh, the, the other one um, was Loss by uh, Ivan Crespo. Ivan, if, if you have a chance to message me, I I would love to know how to pronounce your name. Yeah. Uh, so feel free to correct me. I I'd love to get it right. It's kind of tough um, reading some of the oh, yeah. some of the names yeah. of the players. It's like right. I really don't want to screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> but this was it was a continuation for him. Uh, he had a couple of of characters, uh, an enforcer that uh, goes by the name yeah. Sardaukar, uh, greatly inspired by the Dune franchise, mm. and um, and in in his story, a big part. Part of it is uh, basically an enforcer unit has been helping a populace, which is a different take than I usually have on enforcers. Um, but then they are called back that their well, their unit out. is being pulled out. Oh, OK. Um, potentially prematurely, you might say. Whoops. Uh, so so I should I should mention that the the theme for this month was was uh basically a, a defeat uh, okay yeah, yeah so so that's kind of how the, uh, the the aspect that comes into play in each one right and so the the last entry was uh, crimson specter <laughs> uh, which is which actually is the one I wrote uh, where we have a strider pilot is essentially misdropped into magnetar so magnetar was the the global campaign setting uh, where where all the the dead zone matches and everything like that was, was going on just a, a I guess a couple months ago at this yep, point. Yeah, it was a couple months. Um, but uh, so it was basically this giant war-torn continent, uh, and so our, our our plucky hero was was misdropped uh, behind you know enemy lines as they were, uh, and uh, in his his uh, attempts to uh, reconnect with uh, the rest of his forces, he comes across an Instarian Spectra, uh, which is which is a, basically their Space version. Space elf nasty. Of mech. a giant mecha. Oh, okay. so it's a basically a big stompy mecha versus a a like you know high uh, agile and lithe uh, mecha, and and they and it out. other other uh, situations come into play as well. So uh, I actually had a really fun time writing that one. Uh, it was it was one of those ones that really kind of flowed. Right. Um, so sometimes, well, like most of these times. <laughs> <laughs> These are being written at the eleventh hour. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and so sometimes you, you kind of get that. that well, it was really it in. was really fun on this one too. Is so Brian kept posting little snippets. 
mm. from it on the fanatic sites. So everybody was like, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And so like how many how many pages slash words? Something um, like this. So so those those first three, uh, I think we're or first two or five pages each. So mm-hmm. it's 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 fairly low page count. Yeah. Uh, right. Fifteen is the max. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's and, a cap. Yeah, and I think mine ultimately came in right around ten or so. Nice. Um, so not not my longest story, right. but uh, and about how long did it take you to to work that up? Uh, so we get we get about three months to to write it, which means I take seven days at the last <laughs> week to get it all on paper. <laughs> no, that's all right. But you've been thinking about it. Yeah, and, uh, like jotting notes down a little uh, bit. Always. Uh, okay. Like I, it's it's usually like bullet points of the the story beats right. and everything like that. And then, and then as I go into sleep, I'll be like, end, okay, right? how could I just you know how do I get them over here? And like. How do I describe this this yeah. event and stuff like that? So well, it's that's, it's been a really fun exercise. Super cool. And as it turns out, with the the voting, uh, as it were, is that Woo-hoo! Uh, so in third place Go we had Brian. loss <laughs> uh, by Ivan. Uh, in second place we had uh, the the back in the field, and then in first place for the first time <laughs> since it started, uh, Crimson Specter. Uh, my story took first right. place this time. Yeah. Thank you. Woohoo. Wow. Go, Brian. Yeah. See, I want to do the red thing. Oh. Well, <laughs> send me a link. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To, to the story, and then I'll put it up in our show notes. Oh, thank so you. So people can check oh, it out. Awesome. Yeah. Like to yeah. read it. And, and it's, it's I, I do try to go into detail about, like, what these mechs are and uh-huh. stuff if you're a little yeah. unfamiliar with the right. setting. So you don't have to completely be dialed in to, yeah. to Dead Zone to get yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Very so, cool. Yeah. So well, congrats. Uh, That's awesome. Thank you. Do you got any news there, Jeff? No. <laughs> I mean, we kind of took this one. Yeah. No, it's nothing wrong with that. Nope, no, not at all. My gaming world has been pretty quiet. So <laughs> That's not bad. Um, yep. I'm sure there'll be something coming up in the short term. But Probably. I oh, think <laughs> for now, yeah. that's the news, see? That's the news. Thank you for tuning in. Film <laughs> at 11. I, maybe I'll figure out a news voice at some point. Yeah, you need to work on it's that. Something. That's your homework. That's my homework yeah. is to figure out. Oh, uh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> This is Kevin Riddle, and you're listening to Dead Zone the Podcast. That's right, Riddle. Not Reed Lay, not Reed La, not Rydell, not Riddell. Riddle. Just like it's spelled. Hey, Brian. Yeah, that's me. What time is it? It's hobby time. Hobby time. It's hobby time. Right. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right. Dead Zone time. <laughs> well, you are the guest. I am a guest. So the guest gets to start first. Okay. And tell us about your hobby. So uh, so part of uh, my hobby, and this is something that a uh, new segment on our show that, that Rick and I have been doing, mm-hmm. uh, is is to finally have a reoccurring segment beyond <laughs> us just rambling okay. for a couple hours. That's, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, is, yeah. Is we've started these team building challenges. So right. it's not just, uh, you know, build a, build a, a list for Dead Zone that you think is the most competitive. It's, right. it's something where it's like, hey... You know, here's a little twist. Uh, try to work within these parameters and see what what kind of crazy stuff oh, will come up. Very with. cool. So Rick had challenged me uh, last <laughs> so, time. So here's the thing on the challenge for him. Uh, he's never played the plague, and that was kind of like I know he's going to make a GCPS list. I know he could do a Rebs <laughs> list. I know he can do a Marauders list. I've never seen him play plague, so that was what I threw at him. And was, these are like the rats. Uh, the, so the plague is more uh, zombies, oh, zombies and monsters. Okay. Got it, got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I guess Nurgle. 
Okay. Yeah. Falls in that category. Yeah. Like um like the zombies from like uh the the Resident Evil series where there's all sorts <laughs> yeah. of monsters right. and stuff yeah. on top of it. Yeah, that's kind of the plague of Resident Evil. <laughs> yes. Or Maison Labs, depending on how you look at it. Yes. Well, Maison Labs is Umbrella Corp. Yeah. Uh, for for that respect. Um, and so, yeah, so my challenge was to build a, a 200 point plague list, uh, for dead zone. And, uh, you know, I gotta say with, with lists like this, where we're a little bit more melee centric, I gotta go with a big old monster, uh, brawl. So I, to start things off, I, I went with the, the new, uh, the new leader, the stage two, a oh, sentient, Yeah. Uh, which so the funny part of this, I won't actually, I don't actually have all the models I need right. to, to. So this is a hypothetical. This oh, is yeah. a little bit of a hypothetical. Nothing wrong with that. But um, so so he's got, uh, you know, a two three speed, fights on fours, f- survives on fours. You know, no range to speak of. Agile, recon six plus, tactician one, uh, HP four, size three. He's got thirst for blood, which is so a stage two A two B or aberration gains plus one speed for a sprint action for the rest of the round. Um, and, uh, you know, that's one of the fastest plague leaders too. Yeah, he is. It's ridiculous. He, he's, he's a fast boy. And in addition, the model will not need to make a rampage test. So oh. the asterisk being with that is when I had my Maison labs yeah. games and I had my aberration, yep. took a wound. He almost failed every single oh, rampage man. test. Which, so with rampage, uh, if you fail your rampage roll, your opponent takes control of that model. And then it's and then it's their turn again. Yeah, it's rough. But the models that have rampage Mm -hmm. are nasty. They have to be. They are super. And they got to be nasty to have that that negative, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and so something. The reward has to be worth the risk. (laughs) Yep. So something to counter my my awful dice rolls on that respect, (laughs) uh, I thought would be really beneficial. So he's he's a he's more of a combat uh, centric uh, leader. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're they're more utility. Some are more combat centric. Uh, and so, you know, kind of with that, I brought two uh, 2A leapers okay. uh, into the mix. So so they're they're not as fast, but with this ability, they can be a little faster. Oh, yeah. And um, and but they're they're very melee centric. They also have the rampage, so I'm worried about that. Sweet. Uh, and then I brought uh, three stage three uh, hellhounds. Uh, so <laughs> so some dogs that are running around, nice cool. nice and fast. Uh, they they bite hard. Uh, there's a lot of frenzy, so I get to reroll yep. some misses in uh, in melee. Uh, to complement this, I did bring uh, some some ghouls, some three A's, because uh, I figured it would be useful to have something that wasn't a beast that could pick up items and <laughs> and interact with scenery if I needed to. Yep. Uh, one has a rifle, one has an HMG. Uh, so an HMG, the a benefit there is that I could pin uh, enemy. Uh, you know, combatants in a cube, and then I can follow up with a lot of my melee units yep. uh, piling Why they're on stuck top there, of huh? Yeah, the, right. ni- the nice thing about the HMG is, so obviously with Dead Zone, it's cube-based. So you can only have X amount of models in a cube. Right. If you have a full cube, and he shoots one guy in that cube with the HMG, the entire cube is pinned. It doesn't matter if, even if he misses. Good guy, bad guy, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 everybody in that cube is pinned, in, unless they have hard-headed, <laughs> which <laughs> says no. Or, or yeah. solid. You're, just, you're immune yeah. to pinned. Yeah. 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 yeah, but yeah, it knocks everybody down, and that's why I love HMGs. Yeah. So, and, and then with that, uh, I have the Stage 2B uh, Burster. Um, so, so these guys are really big and bloated, and when they die, they explode. Nice. Uh, yep. 
And they also have a range two, it burns AP one attack. So, so fire got a huge, um, it, it, it seems small, but it's a, it's a pretty it's a big improvement, bump. uh, in, in third edition, second edition, it was pretty solid as a combination of a, a decent damage dealer, but also a great utility. Mm-hmm. Now it's a very good damage dealer, um, along and with scary. the utility. The only downside with it is you have to be right in the gut, you know, right up in right. front of them to, to hit them with it. Uh, so I figured if you're going to be there anyway, why not go with the guy that explodes? Absolutely. Oh. Um, and the fact that I can speed him up with my, my special ability <laughs> yeah. to get him trundling on out there. Right. Um, and, you know, put him into the thick of it, have him, have him shoot and then, uh, you know, rush into a cube. And then mm. if you kill him, right. you could die too. Kamikaze. Uh, yep. So on top of that, I brought an aberration. Yes. Uh, because these guys are fun and beasty and, and just ginormous. Uh, and so they're, you know, beast frenzy one, rampage and tough. So they they absor- they have a natural armor that absorbs a hit for nice. sure. Uh, they've got one armor already on top. They fight on three. So you need a three on a eight-sided dice. Good odds. Uh, 75% chance. Yeah. Right? I like that. Knock back and smash. So you're coming in with usually like five dice against an opponent pretty typically. Sounds amazing. So so they do some some really fun damage there. So Jeff, that's what the aberration looks like. Oh cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it's like a cross between like a like a the is it the abomination in the Hulk movie? Is that what yeah, it's I would, yeah, I that's would pretty say much. he looks kinda like a an evil corrupted Hulk. Yeah. 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 Yep. Incredible Hulk. Rick actually painted a couple to be like Venom <laughs> and Carnage. Oh, yep. and, yeah, those, those things still look sweet. Very uh, cool. And so to to complete this, to round out this monster mash, mm-hmm. I have the other new unit, the Plague Corruption, which is, uh, he's a big boy. Uh, speed one, two, range four plus, fights on threes, survives on fives, armor one, HP seven. So it takes seven hits to take this guy out. And he's size four, so like, he he's just he's as beastly as that guy. Right. Uh, but he comes with a club, which is a range one, so he can hit you from from a ways away. He's got some swing. So and then he's got vicious claws with frenzy and smash, or a wicked blade, which is frenzy three. So for each number is re-rolls on miss uh, miss dice. Oh, very cool. So frenzy 3 hits on 3. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's a high percentage. Yeah. So what I really like uh, and, and the reason I kind of crafted it this way is I have a lot of really big nasties on the mm-hmm. field. They draw a lot of attention to them. Right. Meanwhile, I got the dogs and everything. I've got my my speed moving sure. everybody else across the field while you're focused on the yeah. big nasty. You got your distractions, and then you're going to yeah. pepper them with the small effective stuff. Now, whether or not I actually pull this off is the other thing. Right. But, you know, I thought it would be a really fun uh, new evolution for the plague. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a cool concept for sure. Yeah. There, there are definitely some some <laughs> other really cool plague uh, units. But I thought this this would be my monster mash of a, of a unit. Super impressed. Cool. I was I was very much so expecting a strider to jump in there somewhere. It was really cool that you yeah. didn't put a strider because you put right. those in every list. I, I put them in everything, but this uh with plague I've I've got, you know, a, a fun little right. thing going with them. So now do you challenge Rick with a list coming back? I do have a challenge and I, I'm going back and forth because you said something earlier that I thought was really poignant is that nameless don't have uh, a lot of really prominent lists uh, that that people maybe think about. 
And so uh, that, I think, will be my, my challenge back to you, Rick, nameless, is, huh? is to do a 200-point nameless list um, and use the Psychotroid just to, to put a little extra. Oh, use the Psychotroid. Yeah. So for those people who aren't into Dead Zone, what, <laughs> what are the nameless? Cthulhu. So, so, so the okay. nameless are kind of Cthulhu-looking guys. Right. A lot of squid faces sure. going on. Yep. Okay. No, I got an image. They it's really, all I yeah. needed. All right, cool. So, yeah, so that's like, what they are. even the the name nameless, I think, is mostly because you're not able to pronounce their they are. their name in their yep. native tongue. Yep. Uh, they have a lot of the psychic units uh, that are in the <laughs> yeah. game. So psychic, in this case, uh, doesn't require a line of sight. Mm-hmm. Is a big component. Dead Zone is... Very line of yeah, sight driven. Absolutely. Yep. And um, and so you know being able to say, okay, I'm going to hit this guy that's you know a whole building away. I can't see him at all. I'm completely protected behind cover, and I'm going to set him on fire. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they have a lot of other uh, really really neat units. They have a, a a good solid combination of 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 dudes to to play yeah, around they, with. Yeah. So, this will be fun. I, I think that would be a, a neat one to, to get out there. And do you own a Nameless Army? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you yeah. Can, you can put it on the <laughs> So if Nameless was in Firefight, I have enough Nameless for Firefight. Oh, impressive. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I've been collecting. So the Nameless actually came out with the Star Saga board game mm-hmm. as one of the expansions from that. Mm-hmm. And then after, it was almost a year later that they got an expansion for a faction release for Dead Zone. Oh, very cool. And I've just kept collecting them. <laughs> I was like, I really like these guys. Because you do. I really like these right. guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so well, so that's cool. that's my challenge back to Rick. All right. Uh, nameless, a nameless with the psychotroid. All right. Excellent. I got it. Cool. All right. Well, All right. unfortunately, Brian, you got to hit the road. I, yep, I do. So yep. we're going to let you go. All right. Thank you very much for coming on and traveling yeah. up here to good old Mason, Michigan. Yeah, thanks well, for having me. You're welcome. And you know what? Thank you, Jeff, for coming on Dead yeah, on the Podcast. Yeah, thank you for coming on Dead on the Podcast. <laughs> Always. <laughs> anytime. And, and likewise, you're invited anytime. We, oh, yeah. We love having you on the show. Yeah, same here. Right awesome. on. Well, very cool, Brian. Yep. We'll bid you adieu. Rick, we'll be right back, and we'll do our part of the, the All right. Time. Sounds good. All right. Man, I finally got rid of that Brian, dude. Finally. That guy shut up or what? He just kept going and going. No going doubt, going. man. Just could not get him to shut he, his he, mouth. There's three of us here. We Right. It was like it was his show. I know. You'd think. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> so what so, have you been working on, man? I So initially, so I was supposed to finish up a unit of butchers. Right. Um, oh, that's right. You wanted to do five more butchers. I was going to do five butchers, and I was going to do... Some assembly, right? Do some assembly. Right. I finished up the assembly. Good job. I'm 100% built on everything for my Age of Darkness box. Right on. Uh, with a couple extra pieces. Yep. I kind of hit a wall with the butchers. Right. Um, mostly because, like, I was looking at some of the artwork and stuff, and a lot of them had, the, like, the upper torso and shoulders and whatnot was all kind of red with the white legs. Um, I didn't like it after So they're kind of... Hybriding in between yeah. the heresy, co- the pre-heresy colors and the in post-heresy the, colors. Yeah, okay. It, 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 like I didn't like it, and it, I just kept looking at it, going, "I I can't do this." Like you didn't like how your reds were looking, or I, you didn't, I didn't like, the, like the combo. I didn't like the combo on my butcher on your models. Yeah, of that red. I, I mean, I liked how my red turned out. All right, but it wasn't. It didn't appeal to me. All right, so I think I'm gonna go back to the drawing board with the butchers and go with the traditional blue-white. Sure, nothing wrong with um, that. But splatter more blood. 
like do a heavy splatter of blood versus actually having the top sure, painted. Sure. Yeah, because because that seems more butcher. What are you me. using for the blood? I don't know yet. All right, <laughs> uh, you're gonna go and well, I think they still make it. Okay. GW makes a, a product. All right. It's called Blood for the Blood God. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about it. There All you right. go. All right. That's easy. Yeah, to it's like up. a. It, 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 it's kind of like a, a wash, kinda. Yeah. But it, you know, it definitely has that blood look to it. Blood you know, look, the, yeah. S- slick, wet. Nice thing. Yeah, because that's what it needs. Because I, I mean, so this this Horus Heresy thing is kind of kind of been more of a personal pet project. Sure. Because uh, I'm obviously I'm having a blast with the lore and all that stuff, and I'm actually really enjoying the blue and white. Colors yeah, game. now you got everything put together. We need to get a couple. Yeah, a couple we need to games play some I haven't games. gotten any games I've been in at all. <laughs> yeah, because I have no idea how to play the game. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's one of these miniature games. They all yep, kind of you figure it pretty out. Pretty similar, right? Yeah, um, but yes, we definitely need to get a game on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as we were discussing earlier, with the GT being two months out, um, and me officially saying I'm playing in Firefight. Oh, we got to get some Firefight painted. I have to push in a completely different direction. Yeah, makes and, sense. Well, one, pick the faction, because I have three choices. Marauders, the, the orcs, uh, the enforcers, which would be your space marines, and then, um, what was the other one? Oh, Forge Fathers, the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to pick between those three. All right, and you have all three, like, I have, started? Yeah, but, okay. I have all three started, um... I have a good paint job on my Forge Fathers that I could easily just add to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part of me that wants to go Marauders because that's... Which are, those the are the orcs? The orcs, but it's their new plastics. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah. In, you know, I have a, like a green skin tone like formula worked up. Oh, yeah? And I think... Like you're sitting next to my raptors, yeah. like, like the raptor skin of the dinosaur itself. I think that would look really good on an orc army. That would, and I can. It's easy. Okay, I like easy. And yeah, <laughs> I think you could really crank it out. All right, so we'll you'll talk. have to give me we'll, that. We'll, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk. Yeah, because it, it. And you should have most of the product to do it already. Okay. Yeah, because that is. Um, the base coat is a a uh, monument hobbies color. Okay, which I, I think it's the olive green. Yep, I've got that. Do they have olive green? Is that yeah? One of it's colors? it's a dark green. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but yeah. yes. So it's, yeah, it's, I've got like three or four different right. greens. It's so. their olive green, and then I hit it strategically with the airbrush. Okay, with a um, burnt umber ink. So you, okay, you I just, might have to get that one. You probably have to pick that up, but yeah. that's doable. Um, and that is, uh, you just hit it in the recesses. Yeah. So like knees, you know, armpits, the armpits, in, yeah, under the chin, you know, the places you want it to look dark. Yeah. You know, you don't don't go crazy. Just, just a little bit. A little bit. Hit it. Hit it here. All hit right. it there strategically. Then after that, I took the Games Workshop green wash. Yep. Whichever one that's called. And generously apply. All right. Okay. And then after that, I just go back to that base green. Um, I actually mix a little bit of uh, bone color in with it. Oh. Because okay. I don't. You don't want to go white because yeah. you know you want it to be. You don't want it to be just like a light green. You know you want it to have yeah. some oomph to it, if you know what I mean. 
Yep. Um, so nope, yeah, that makes so sense. mix some bone in, and that's my highlight. And then you just dry brush the crap out of it, and it has. I've used it on a, on a few different of the Wadroon models, and I love yeah. how all of them look. Um, and right. I'm not using it on the, the bodies of the warriors themselves. I'm using sure. it on the dinosaurs. Yeah. And I like that skin tone way better than I like the actual orcs. <laughs> and I'm almost like, man, I wonder if I can start applying this to my actual Wadroon infantry and get away with it. And I think I can. Yeah. I might I might do that. Yeah. Because I, I like the finished result much better. Nice. Well, I, I, I guess that kind of... I bet it would look really up. good on your on your Marauders. Yep, and I guess that sums up what I'm work, what faction I'm taking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, that does it. Problem solved. Right? Yep, and I've got everything I need to take uh, to make the list. Okay. Um, so no, I think no purchases required. No purchases required. There's a big plus for that too. Uh, yeah. Um, well, okay. There was a purchase, but it's done. But it's already on. It's yeah. on its way. Right. <laughs> it's, Finished. It's the models that'll be here on Monday. Oh, I made a new purchase yesterday. Oh. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm working on a new secret project. Okay, uh, and the project I'm not going to go into. I'm not going to tell everyone exactly what it is. Well, sure. But in general, it's my team tournament army. For I mean, Adepticon, I know what it is for Adepticon. That's because I'm right, right here. Yeah, you're seeing. <laughs> so I'm starting to work on that project. Yes. Um, I I started my first unit this week. Okay. Uh, it, you know, color testing and stuff. I like how it's looking. Yep. I'm going to go forward with it. Uh, and That's sweet. It's a darker color scheme for the bulk of the model. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been trying to figure out what basing scheme yeah. I wanted to use. So I settled on that. I'm going to be doing some 3D printed bases. And they're okay. they're going to be, I think the theme of the base is called like uh, Ancient Ruins, I think is what it's called. I believe is what is it's what this Is this from that? Uh... Zarly Factory. Yep. Yep. Yep, I know the, I know yeah, the bases right. specifically. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to be using uh, those bases. So I, I printed out my first batch last night. Okay. And so I was looking, I, I want to do a, like a marbled effect on the bases. Mm-hmm. I want it to look marbled. Yep. And so I was researching some good ways to do that through stencils with airbrush and that kind of thing. And yeah. I found a, a stencil set from um, uh, Death Ray Designs. And so I ordered yep. it. It was twenty bucks. Okay. It's on its way. So nice. It's interesting. I've never used stencils like this before. Yeah. And that they are made out of MDF. So they're not sticky stencils. They're just like layover ma- top. It's a layover top mask. Okay. And so it's not going to be super sharp edges. Sure. On on the stencil because you know you're going to get a little airflow in there. Yep. So it's not the sticky kind. You get really sharp, nice edges. Yeah. The the more just mask stencils that aren't sticky, they're they're softer edge, sure. which I think will be great for the marble effect. Yes, because most marbling isn't like it super isn't sharp, sharp right? across the edges. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a three pack of of these masks, all right, uh, in three different pattern styles. Uh, one's more <laughs> splotchy, one's you know cracked lines, and then I can't remember what the third one is. So I figured for twenty bucks, I'll give it a try. Yeah, why not? And so with the mar- models being primarily a darker color, I'm going to go for a lighter color on the bases. Go so with that kind of like that light. Like a light, light whitish gray. White a lot marble, of whites, yeah. and, whites and light grays. Right. Oh, that looks sweet. I think it'll look cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was that part of my hobby progress. <laughs> and you got quite so, a bit yeah, more my, to go. <laughs> so my goal was to finish my Raptor Riders yep. for the Woodroon. Yep. And they are done. And they are. And they look the... 
They look sweet. Thank you. I'm happy with how they turned out. Um, like like I mentioned last episode, I had already started the writers, so yeah. this wasn't a from scratch project. No. Uh, but you know the Raptors themselves weren't touched at all when I had started. Um, and yeah, knocked them out. Um, I'm getting fairly okay at at painting the Wadroon stuff. I've dropped my standards a little bit. Okay. On the riders, I'm not. I didn't put as much time into the leather. Yeah. And stuff like that for these models. Um, mostly because I felt I was at a point of diminishing returns. Like the time it was taking me to do the leather wasn't paying off as on the finished product compared to what that did, and that took yeah. me thirty seconds a model instead of thirty minutes a model, which is a huge difference in time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm still happy with how it came out. It's just oh, not yeah, quite definitely. as not quite as uh, intricate. Yeah. On the on the leather work and stuff on there. So yeah. So I knocked those out and then I picked up uh, two painting commissions mm-hmm. since then too. I knocked both of those out. Yes. Uh, and you can check them out on TikTok. Oh yeah, I, I did. I put. Uh, <laughs> yep. I did. I put. No, I haven't put them up on TikTok yet. They're going up. Oh yeah. By time this on, by time yeah. this drops, it'll be up. I've I've made the videos. You made the video. I just. I don't like dropping TikTok videos uh, in consecutive days if I can help it. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because I don't drop every day. Yeah. So I want to space it out a little space bit, if that makes sense. So, yeah, there will be uh, two videos coming up of those, and I'll probably actually do one for the, the Raptor Riders as well. Sweet. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to putting them on my little <laughs> rotating pedestal yet. I need to get one of those. <laughs> do, you, do you like it when I film yes. it, the 360? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the 360, like... So when you look at short form videos, mm-hmm. the 360 gives you a, actually a really good um, look at the whole paint job. Right. Where it's where usually you get the the front and the side and right. some kind of weird angle. Yeah, and a hand. Yeah. And with the turntable, I mean, you're getting the whole model, yes. which is great when you're looking at what you're presenting. Right. So, yeah, and it's what about 22 seconds to, for that thing to take one full rotation, pretty which much. is pretty close to a good length size video for oh, TikTok, yeah. you know, for what, what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I, I had a, a very fulfilling Pro- two productive. weeks. Yeah. yeah. No wall for you. No. Um, <laughs> so I've had plenty of walls. Yeah. You know, walls happen. Yes. In, in, in hobby painting for sure. Um, it's always easier when you're motivated. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that motivation just isn't there. Yeah. But what I will say is I have found in my hobby lull history is that when I've been in those lulls, if I can sit myself down and force myself to put a couple hours in, it builds excitement and motivation. Yeah. Because sometimes you just are in that project that you just are struggling to get through. And you're just not feeling it or whatever. And then yep. either you get that project finally done and you can move on to something that you do have that excitement about, or you cross that hump on that project. And then now all of a sudden you're getting excited about it because you've broken through that barrier. Yeah, And that's, and that's kind of what I ended up doing with the butchers as far as like, like I, I felt like I was done. Like I didn't like the way they looked right. and it was, it was pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah. That can be totally frustrating. So I reached over and grabbed my, 3D printed Karn. And I was like, you know what? It's the color scheme I like. I'm just going to go yes. ahead and get some color on this. Absolutely. You um, should always do the color scheme yes. you like. You know, if and, you don't like the color scheme, you're just not going to have fun. Yeah. And he's turning out great. 
Um, I got a little bit of work left on him to do. Cool. Um, so yellow's imperial fist, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's he's standing on top of I an imperial that. fist. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I, I was. Didn't, I didn't laugh. I, I was tempted. It wasn't funny. What I kind of want to do is like take a picture of one of yours and repaint him so it's one of yours. Good luck with that. That's gonna take a lot of airbrushing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm not gonna give you my formula. <laughs> yeah, you are. Just I, so you can see them. I would give you my formula just because it's. it's I think it's a really good yellow formula. It, it is. It looks sweet, but yeah, yeah. I, I've shared it with a number of people over the years. But yeah, that's the, that was definitely that push through that wall. Yeah, then, yeah. You just gotta fight through it sometimes. I, find something else, do something else. Because mm-hmm. I like that passion and that building everything. Right, it, it was there, and then yeah, I hit that roadblock with that. And I was like, I gotta do something different. Right. Well, you know, it's just like you know, I was working on those commission pieces on Sunday. Yeah. You know, I, I basically knocked both those out over the weekend. I mean, it was a couple long sessions at my airbrushing table, you know. Um, But, yeah, I I had the bulk of them finished over the weekend. Um, And so I wrapped them up on Sunday, and I still had a couple hours before I was ready to go to bed, you know. And I'm just like, well, all right. Well, I can either turn the TV on and watch TV, or I can pick another project to get started on. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, I know I got this project, big project looming for yep. for Adepticon. Yep, you should. So yeah. why don't I just start working on that? That makes sense. You know, and I got another commission piece coming in that a buddy of mine wants to get done for the Michigan GT. Oh, okay. So I know, I bet you by the time I'm done with that unit there, I'll have that piece. It, it's the same <laughs> It's the same guy who I paid yeah. the piece for. Yeah. Um, and I don't do units for him. I don't, I don't, I don't do units for anybody. Sure. I don't, in, I don't enjoy commission painting enough. A unit. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll do, and I really don't traditionally do commissioning at all. Yeah. It's just a good friend of mine asked me for a personal favor. So I'm helping him out a little bit. Oh, he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't do painting at all. And he was having trouble finding some people to get some important pieces done for him. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not doing units. <laughs> uh, it's just too repetitive really um, for my own stuff. I'll do it. Yeah, I, but I don't. That's for your own. It's for my own, right? Yep. But I There's do. A bit more it, passion I do that. enjoy doing big pieces. Yes. That I can really get my airbrush going and really do some very cool effects and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so the two pieces he had me do one's a little piece, but it's a one-off. It's not yep. a unit. It's one. Yep. It's a one-off. <laughs> right. And then the other piece is a big. It, it's what it is. It's a stand-in for that new Cronspine um, model for H yeah. Sigmar. Yep. And it's a very good representation of that model. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a great print. Uh, it's super clean, super tight. It's sturdy. I, I'm a big fan of that print. Uh, me too. And it printed <laughs> up It printed up great. Uh, and it took paint great. And, nice. and this might be the first actual 3D model that I've painted that's not a base. Really? Yeah. Or terrain. I've done terrain. Well, yeah. And like an actual playing piece. Yeah, yeah I think piece. this is the first actual miniature that's been 3D printed that I've painted. Right on. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, I've printed a bunch up. Sure. But I haven't incorporated it into any of my collection. And the, even this one's not incorporated into my collection. I was collection. Say, this one's not in yours. <laughs> for, some, for somebody else. But, you know. All right. So we got two weeks till we record again. Yep. We got two weeks. What are you doing? So, uh, obviously, um, with two months. Until a GT, mm-hmm. uh, I need to turn my direction 100% on my 
Marauders. Yeah, that's four episodes, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, um, that's four episodes. So I need to break down um, and have my list picked out. In, I mean, it's not quite as hard as like Age of Sigmar or mm-hmm. 40K when it comes to building that list. Okay. But because I played them enough that I know I I know what I need to take. Sure. And I know what I want to take. So I have to decide on my list um, and then make sure I have everything assembled. All right. That's and, what I'm and, going And you have with. a core that you know you got to take. Oh, yeah. So you can definitely models you can start on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 essentially the troops. Right. Yeah. The troops and a couple specialists that I know for a fact I'm taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's trying to decide if I use some of my older models or use the new models. Okay. Um, either way, I still got to assemble them because <laughs> I've had the Marauders... Five years now. Um, some of the Marauders I have are first edition Dead Zone Mar- Marauders. Okay. Which I still love. Um, I love the way they look, but with all the new hard plastics, it's like, no, I need to use those mm-hmm. to make that look really sweet. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, get the list built and the models built in the next two weeks. Awesome. Yep. No, that's that's definitely doable. Yeah. Assembling's pretty easy. Yeah, it now, really Do is. you clean them all up as you assemble? Yes. All right. So you get all your mold lines off. Yeah, I do all, all that. that. Yeah. I hate assembly models. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> that is far and away my least favorite part of the hobby is assembling. It's that it's that in between. I really love the taking them off the sprue. All right. And I really love putting them together. Mm-hmm. It's the cleanup right. part that, that I that's absolutely the, yeah. drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Yep. I it's so tedious and I I don't enjoy it at all. I I think. For me, it was because I started with Mantic mm-hmm. and their older models. There was so much of it mm-hmm. when I switched over to doing like um, my sisters and now the Horus Heresy. It's like, hey, this is easy. <laughs> that and comparatively. So one thing I've noticed about GW's recent history, yeah, is they're getting better at where they're putting the mold lines. So often, oh, yeah. oftentimes they'll be in a spot that's going to be hidden. Yeah. Uh, which I'm very appreciative of in, in those instances, but it's still annoying. Well, like the with the, um, is it Mark 6? No, mm-hmm. it is Mark 6. Okay, with the Mark 6. The Beakies. Uh, Beakies. <laughs> it's right on their thigh, and it's really quick. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah it's big, a big really flat quick, spot. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong. Um, which made them fairly simple to put. Sure. And that's why I enjoyed putting them together mm-hmm. for the most part. Um but yeah. Yeah, well, once in a while, I'll, I'll get into a kit that's just fun. Yeah. You know, like the big dragon I did last winter. Yes. That was a fun kit to assemble because yeah. it just went together super well. There wasn't a ton of mold lines. And you really saw this monster emerging as you were putting pieces together, <laughs> yep. right? And and it was one. You know, it wasn't one. 50 of them, right? You know, and yeah, that would suck. It makes a big difference. Yeah. You, you know, there, there wasn't time to get bored with it, you yep. know, where... If I'm putting an entire army of something together, you know, it's just orc after orc after orc after orc after orc. You know, yeah. you know, like you know, putting the conquest stuff together. You know, yep. all those freaking Wadroon. You know, I picked up a couple boxes a couple weeks ago when I was I'm at an event, too. and they're still in the box because yep. I just haven't been motivated. Motivated. Now, granted, I also haven't been playing a ton of conquest lately yeah. too. And if I had a game or two lined up, that, that might motivate different. me yeah. to get them, you know, assembled and out on the table, but. Yeah, it hasn't happened. So what are you going to do for the next two weeks? I'm going to still continue to work on Secret Project. Yep. And then, I, like I said, I'm about 90% sure that next commission piece will be showing up on Friday. Okay. And so I am going to, if I get it on Friday, 
All right. So the the unit I'm working on will be done. Okay. Guaranteed. Um, and maybe even another 10 beyond that. Okay. Because you can take them in units of 20. Oh, okay. Right. And so uh, 10 or 20, those are your two choices. All right. So I'll either take, so for sure the 10. Yep. Hopefully the 20. Okay. And if I get that on Friday, my goal is to have that done by the next, by the, that's my goal. It may not happen because I'm going to California <laughs> there too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, next weekend I'm at my 30th high school reunion. So that will cut into hobby time hey, because bit. I'll be gone for four days, five, yep. four, five, five, five days. Oh yeah. Um, so you essentially have a week that chopped out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have uh, a week until next one. You sure I, you want to go with 20? Like I said, <laughs> I'm not, I'm the 10 for sure. 10 that for is my, sure. that is my hard yep. commitment. Okay. My hard commitment is for the 10 to be done. All right. And my hopeful achievement would be to double that and the commission. But All right. I don't think that's going to really happen. But we're getting 10. But we can try. But yep. 10, 10 guaranteed. Perfect. All right. Right on. Well, this has been a blast. Very good episode. This was a fun episode. I had, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit easier now is just the two of us talking. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now that we can actually get a word in edgewise. I, right? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> no, it's great having people in studio. It, it really uh, is. I, I drastically prefer having people here. Oh, yeah. Sadly, we're in a pretty remote location as far yep. as um, participants in the GT. Yeah. You know, we have a few people that are local, but the majority are not. And yeah. we'll take what we can get. Yep. Uh, but when we can get people in here, we got to take advantage. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, Rick. See right, you at episode 23. Going back to Cali. 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 You Cali. are. I'm going back to Cali. Hey guys, Brian here. There is actually an additional interview from one of the sponsors for Michigan GT, uh, Ian from Golden Rhino Games. Now, that's not in this episode uh, for Deads on the Podcast, but you can check it out on the Michigan GT Podcast. Uh, and hope you enjoyed this crossover episode. Have a great night. <laughs>